RadioInfluence.com. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. And now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hi, this is Jim Fannin. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm with my sidekick producer, Seth Hurd. Hey, Seth, how you doing? Good, and I love coming back here every single week when we get to help people literally around the world. You know, we get the mailbag from around the world, get into what is called the zone, which you have spent decades helping the top athletes, entertainers, and just iconic names in business reach peak performance. So what is the zone and what are we here to do? Well, this is my favorite subject uh, besides my children, spouse, and family. (laughs) Uh, You know, the zone is a purposeful, calm feeling where you feel nothing can go wrong. Uh, It's a combination of being disciplined. Uh, You know exactly what you want. Uh, You're completely in focus in the moment. Uh, you're extremely confident. You have a sense of knowing, but simultaneously, you're also your jaws unhinged. Can't be in the zone unless your jaws unhinged. But you know, you're relaxed. You you have you're breathing uh, a, a lot less than normal, more like six to eight breaths a minute as opposed to the average person's fifteen to seventeen uh, uh, breaths per minute. And last and not least, you have a lot of passion for resolving the situation you're in or passion for just being where you are at that moment. Now, the zone is not just for superstar athletes. It's got a lot of nicknames, but we've all been in the zone, Seth, uh, reading a book, watching a movie. How many people this coming weekend are going to be so in the zone with Star Wars? I've got a client (laughs) right now who's already planned the next days with his buddies. They're going in mass. Uh, on the opening day of Star Wars, they're going to be in the zone. There's no place they'd rather be than when they're uh, where they're going to be in that movie theater. So the zone is in all of us. Uh, It's not always uh, something that we get into um, just because we're under duress or stress. So uh, I believe you can live in, on, or near this peak performance mindset. And every week before we get into the body of the show, we always check out who's in the zone. And one of the things I just wanted to bring up about this is this is a segment to help you kind of overcome that limiting behavior. They're like, oh, well, those other people, they were just born with something special. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos was not, you know, the Amazon CEO when he was five years old. He, well, you know, he when, when, when he quit his job uh, in, in New York and he uh, trekked across the country in his car 
with an idea of Amazon. He was in the zone, but he took a major, bold risk of uh, stopping something that was giving him a nice income, and he's going to go off and uh, start selling products out of his garage. And that's literally that's how he started. So, you know, entrepreneurs that do turn into successful um, careers and do something really abnormal, which creating Amazon was abnormal, they were zone performers. So it's not just limited to uh, someone that has money or has a contract or even has superstar athletic ability. And so we're going to check out some sports stories for this week, but I want you to see yourself in these situations because this applies to wherever you're at. And man, this first one really applies to the business world. Chicago Bulls have won three games this year so far and lost 23 until they got on a little 3-0 and run here. What's uh, up with the Bulls, <laughs> my hometown? They're hard, they've been hard to watch. <laughs> they, the, those loyal few of us that just keep hanging in there. Uh, and the big challenge that the team had, and this, this is a big challenge, if you think that you have a, a relational family or work challenge, hopefully it didn't go here. Bobby Portis, who's one of the standouts on the team, got upset and... Um, and hit Nikola Miritich in the face and gave him a concussion and broke one of the bones in his face. And then you think, okay, one of these guys has got to get traded. There's no way you can, you can patch this up. But last night, they came back and beat one of the best teams in the league with Miritich and Portis leading the team together. And I don't believe they've spoken to each other. So uh, I, I don't know that uh, as a fact, but the, the reports are they really... Even though Miritich uh, did accept an apology uh, from Portis, I'm not sure they're hanging out best friends going out to dinner. But they put their differences aside, and uh, it was all about the team and much less about the individuals. And Jim, just to, to bring something back that you say all the time, zone performers realize that they're contributing to something bigger than they are. Absolutely. I mean, every team, even your family, Every person needs to feel that you're an integral part of something greater than yourself. And that is motivating. It's inspiring. And, uh, you know, you're watching the Bulls going, wow, that was awesome. That, what a great performance. And I saw uh, the three wins. And uh, way to go, Bulls. Congratulations. you got a long way to go. Uh, you're going to have to really uh, stay locked in. That's not going to be easy. But uh, it, it's definitely better than the losing ways the Bulls had. We've got a David and Goliath story next, also in basketball. A little college named Duke. You might have, you know, even if you don't follow basketball, you might have heard of those guys. They were upset by Boston College, which is a game that probably most people didn't even tune in to watch because, you know, you, you were supposed to have known the outcome before it happened. Major zone performance from Boston College. I'm not going to say anything because uh, I root for Kentucky. Uh, we don't we, we don't like Duke, but that's another subject for all the Duke fans out there. Uh, look, I think this is poking the bear. Coach K, uh, Shashevsky of uh, Duke, uh, is going to be using this loss as uh, fodder for the locker room. I'm sure he's telling his players, put that bad feeling you had, tuck that up under your lip. Uh, to get you to play defense a little tougher, uh, move without the ball a little quicker, a little sharper, a little better, and uh, start uh, draining uh, your shots with a little more uh, precision and authority. 
I believe Boston College, uh, congratulations, you were in the zone. Uh, you had a lot of guys participate in that win, so that's a great win, but you may have poked the bear. <laughs> you may have poked the bear on this one. And if I could just shout out a previous episode real quick, if you want to know how to get a team in the zone and peak at the right time, because you know the thing for Duke is this loss is a tool to have a great season. Right? It, it, it yeah. is. I mean, the, the bottom line is being in the zone during March Madness and uh, you know, obviously winning your conference, but you know, when the tournament uh, begins, March Madness arrives, we're going to have a fun time, but that's when you need to be the best. And so if you're new to the show, hey, first of all, go back and listen to all these. You're going to find something that you can use in every single episode, but a good place to start is to go back to October of this year. And the title of the episode is A True Champion Builds a Culture of Success. That's with Coach Mike Small, who has built uh, an amazing golf program at the University of Illinois in the face of all odds being against him because traditionally you'd think it's a lot harder to recruit to an outdoor sport like golf in a windy, cold place like Central Illinois. Uh, And that one is just actually one of my favorite episodes uh, that we've done in one of the, I think, one of the most standout interviews. So if you're interested in that topic, go back. A true champion builds a culture of success. You can grab that one. And, and, you know, another attribute of being in the zone, it's contagious. It is so contagious. Uh, If you're in the zone on a personal level, uh, people that meet you are going to see a difference, feel a difference, and it's going to be contagious. And just like uh, one rotten apple can spoil the whole barrel, uh, the flip side is one zone performer uh, can ignite everybody to get into the zone. Uh, So as Zoniacs, uh, get your family in the zone, get your company in the zone, and uh, you're an integral part of something greater than yourself, and that's your family, and that's your company. And one more zone performance here that can relate to your career, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, if you're not following baseball, he's the newest member of the Yankees, and may well be the linchpin for an amazing 28 season. Oh my gosh. Season that, for those guys. This is uh, Derek Jeter, uh, who obviously the captain of the Yankees, a uh, future hall of famer, now part owner of the Marlins traded Carlos, uh, John Carlos Stanton to the Yankees. And they have a zone row instead of murders row. This is a zone row. They're going to have Aaron judge who had over 50 home runs, uh, Stanton, uh, MVP, over 50 home runs, Gary Sanchez, uh, and and others on that team. Boy, pitching to that team is going to be, uh, that's going to be a challenge. So uh, congratulations to the Yankees and for all the people that hate the Yankees, and there's a lot of them out there. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, the rich get richer and, uh, and, and get better. So I, I do think this contract of Stanton's, uh, which is going to go possibly past his prime. Yeah, uh, Yankees better win with their new manager, Aaron Boone. They better rent, win this coming year or the next year. I'm not sure how that trade's going to turn out long term. And I, I do want to pull in a, a couple Zim, Jim Fannin zone tools here uh, because I think that one of the the things that come out of this story was that Stanton is actually really excited because he said, I went in. I met with the Yankees. They are hungry. They're there to get it done. Uh, you know, you may never be negotiating a, a an MLB uh, major league contract. Although, you know, with with some of the listeners of the show, actually, a, a couple of them out there probably will. 
But if that's not you, you probably have a time when you have a meeting or a presentation where, man, it feels like everything is on the line. Uh, and I, I just think back to maybe, you know, the Chicago Bulls. I, I had a cousin who worked for the team for a while and a story I heard about they brought in a top recruit and decided not to sign him to the team. And he went as one of the top draft picks that year because he was texting during the meeting. <laughs> and I wow. mean, he was 19. Uh, but, you know, Jim, these tools that you teach the peak performers in, in business can be used anywhere. And this is the stuff like, like, you know, eye contact. I mean, this can be the thing that makes or breaks a multi-million dollar deal in pro sports or in your own job. Well, I know with the Yankees, I've coached a lot of uh, Yankee players. Uh, you could, when you're there, I'm, and I know in these meetings, they're going to give you the tradition of the Yankees, which is rich. Uh, it's one of the iconic brands of all time, uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, but it's a culture of winning, and uh, they let you know that. It's not getting to the World Series. It's being the world champion. And, uh, boy, being a part of something greater than yourself that's achieving something that no individual can do, what a fun thing. So uh, even for the Yankee haters, congratulations to the Yankees <laughs> for pulling off this amazing trade. And I'm excited to get into these tools, but there's this other guy that I, I found in the zone this week. We've got to mention him real quick. This coach named Jim Fannin was, was mentioned on the Golf Channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. What? Uh, Frank Nabalo, former pro, uh, gave Jim Fannin a shout out this week. So that, that was pretty fun. That's definitely a zone moment uh, to get to be recognized uh, as a coach that helps people hit their uh, peak performance. Well, thank you very much, Frank Nabalo. You know, I coach Frank as a player. Uh, he's won on the PGA Tour, and he is a really great color commentator so that was very nice for him to give me a shout out one thing i like about frank uh, and he's going to be a guest uh, on our show uh, as we approach the masters in 2018 but the thing i like about frank he just tells it like it is how he sees it uh, he was one of the first that was uh, actually uh being real blunt about tiger woods and he'll give him positive shout outs but he'll also call call it like it is so I like Frank. He's uh, he's brutally honest, and uh, that was very kind of him. Give me a shout out. Let's get into these tips and tricks that Jim has walked some of the top performers in the world through, and we've got nine things for you to do this week. Nine pieces of information that, as you are focused on having the best December ever, that you can put into practice. Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> jingle. You know, it's the holidays. It's the holiday season. Uh, this, uh, as we talked about last show, this time of year is awesome, but it's also daunting. And it's also extremely stressful. Uh, there's a lot of trigger points uh, that are going to combine to raise your stress level. So, this is about nine tips to eliminate holiday stress. Uh, it's there. It's prevalent in how you deal with the holidays uh, and deal with these four trigger points. Well, it's going to dictate whether you've had uh, a great close to a 2017 or not. The physical demands. Uh, those are real. Uh, you may be working longer hours right now to get everything done. Uh, you may need to uh, really finish the year strong. And 
not want to, you may need to. You may be chasing a quota that you need. And also this time of year, uh, because of the physical demands of seeing your clients and making those last deals that you might make, um, boy, that's stressful. And stress, uh, it can back up like a commode. And once it comes back on you, it only knows one place to go, Seth. It doesn't hide in your skeletal system or your organs of your body. It just hides inside your muscles from your jaw to your shoulders, to your back, to your hands, uh, even the furrowed brow, stress is real, and it can wreak havoc on your body. So there are going to be physical demands, and also staying up late with family, friends, and relatives, throwing a little bit of alcohol, and uh, you're going to have stress of not having as much sleep as you would like. So uh, throwing parties, going to parties, some you have to go to, you know, they're corporate yeah. parties. You got no option. I got to go. And um, there's a lot of physical demands. The other trigger points are, is just money, finances, making that quota, getting that bonus. And also, what? My daughter wants an Xbox. She wants an Apple Watch. She wants a gold watch. Wait a minute. She wants an Apple Watch and a gold watch. What's, <laughs> you know, what's up over there? She wants some... Uh, uh, other things, she would also like some cash. You know, you start adding up some of these uh, Christmas lists or holiday lists, and um, goodness gracious, uh, you're going to be pushing uh, uh, a nice bill back into 2018 when it arrives on your credit card bill. Finances is definitely a trigger point of stress uh, this time of year. Relationships. Same family. We talked about that, about how you can be estranged from a brother, a sister, even a parent. Um, I was with uh, a family yesterday volunteering to help someone that uh, has been very, very ill. And um, I became aware of a lot of uh, stressful interactions between siblings, parent, kids. Well, it is the season to not only be jolly, but also it's the season to uh, bring up things that have upset you in the past, especially when you're at a holiday function with your family. Uh, relationships, and, and that is also your personal relationship with your significant other. Yeah, I love you. I love you more than anything in the world. But it's amazing how you cannot be with that person mentally, even though you're with them physically. Because you both have so much to do. You know, you're going in many, many directions. And if you both work, you both have holiday parties, you both have your own Christmas list, um, how about us? How about you and I? Uh, carve time, and we'll talk about that with the person that you love. And that'll be one of our shows next week, Love Conquers All. But relationships, that's definitely, uh, that's definitely a trigger point. And the fourth trigger point, and I briefly mentioned it, that's just your company challenges. Uh, that's meeting with your boss. That's meeting with your direct reports. And it's making sure if you guide a team uh, for a, a division or a department or the overall company, um, trying to get everybody on the same page to close out 2017 and then 
get ready for a blueprint, especially if you're on the calendar year in 1231, uh, that can be a stressor. So I, I want to get into not the stressors. I want to get into what are the solutions, Seth? What do I absolutely do? So let, let's just go number one. Never have a day you haven't already had. Now, this is not just for the holidays, but I'm telling you, it is definitely for the holidays. Never have a day you haven't already had. Dress rehearse every day the way you want it to be. Now, does it always unfold the way you want it to be? No. Sometimes you get ambushed. You get a little curveball. You got a high four-seamer up and in, a buzz in your chin. You, you get surprises, and you can adjust, but at least you have something to adjust from. Every night, get alone, get relaxed, and put on the screen of space a little movie of what you want to happen the next day. Now, this is not going to pick up your laundry, going to the cleaners, or get a haircut. These are macro items that, once accomplished, will take you one step closer to your year-end goal, your December goal, your fourth quarter goals. What can you accomplish? Never have a day you haven't already had. Now, this sounds pretty easy. The challenge is consistency. So I'm challenging every listener right now, however many days are left in this month, can you have a dress rehearsal for every day? This takes Seth probably 90 seconds to play this little video in your mind. And I wouldn't uh, put on the screen of space no more than five things you want to accomplish. And one might do the trick. So make it simple, make it short, less than 90 seconds. The key here, be consistent. Plan your day. You know, and if I can speak to somebody who's fairly new to all this, you and I just met, you know, just a few months ago. If I look back to where I was at in April 2017 versus December 14th, 2017, one of the biggest changes that's come in my life is I realize that when I am, you know, dress rehearsing the day, the night before, man, a lot of things that, that could be challenges that mess you up, just don't because you've thought through them and that's been a game changer. Well, uh, this is uh, this is something that every client I have, uh, I- I'm on them every day to never have a day you haven't already had. Envision only what you want. That requires you to think only about what you want as opposed to what I, I don't want. Uh, I don't want all these bills. I don't want all this stress. You could easily make a list of what you don't want. I would eliminate that list. I'd throw it away and I'd get it out of my mind. What do you want to accomplish? That's your only thought. Never have a day you haven't already had. Number two, this is to help you negate holiday stress. Be healthy. That sounds pretty easy. Tis the season (laughs) to overeat and overdrink. Tis the season to not exercise. Tis the season to just kind of let your hair down. I'll work on being fit and being healthy January 1 or next year. Don't go there. Don't do that. I'm just telling you right now. I would exercise minimum three times a week. 
You need to move. You need to stretch. You need to get the blood flowing. You need to get the heart pumping minimum three times a week. Now, if you're on a regimen better than that, awesome. Way to go. What else? Hydrate. A lot of alcohol. I, I was at a, a, a cocktail party, a corporate uh, party uh, a few days ago, and the alcohol and the, was flowing. The food was rich. It was awesome. Wow. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Uh, hydration, um, approaching almost 100 ounces a day, uh, as I've told uh, all of my athlete clients, uh, pee clear, never fear, pee yellow, loser fellow. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should apologize for that. It's a little locker room. But you want to have your urine clear because what happens when you are hydrated, you'll have more clarity. You're not going to be as frustrated. You're not going to be as readily upset. But if you're not hydrated, your body's going to react to that. And uh, your mind can go places where you really don't want it to go to have that closing year, closing month, uh, closing quarter. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. The other tip inside uh, of being uh, physically fit, being healthy, put your fork down. Take a bite of food, chew it really well, slowly put your fork down. Put it down. How many times, now think about this, how many times have we, and I've been guilty of this, I'm eating and talking with someone. I'm at an event, and I have a bite of food. I reload my fork. I'm holding food on my fork while I'm eating, and then I'm waiting to catch a breath. Maybe, Seth, you jump in the conversation. Then I eat it. I go back and load my fork again. So I constantly have a loaded fork, and the next thing I know, I'm finished eating, and no one else is. If you're going to eat too fast during the holidays, you're going to probably gain weight. It's not guaranteed, but if you want to gain weight, this is how you do it. You know, <laughs> you eat fast, and you don't hydrate, and you eat a lot. Put your fork down. Uh, be healthy. Be healthy. Three. No. No is the new yes. No. Do you want to go to that uh, party this weekend? Are you going? No. You could be nice, but the answer is no. As opposed to, I don't know, let me get back to you. I'm, I'm not sure we can make it. You know you're not going. You know you're BSing that person. You ain't going. You're just postponing no. Maybe they'll forget. No is the new yes. You know, no gets a bad rap. Uh, we've talked about that on this show. No. Do you want to go see The Rock in uh, uh, one of his old movies? No. I don't. Do you want to go see whatever show? No. I don't want to do it. No is the new yes. This is the time to say no because everybody wants you to drop, drop by, come on over, uh, I'll see you at Christmas. No. And if you do say, well, let me get back to you, that actually does add another thing to your list. You've got work stuff. You've got family stuff. You've got shopping stuff. You don't need to have to deal with something that you're not going to do twice. Just saying no, there you go. 
you can cut another thing off the list because you don't have to go back and say it later. And and the other thing about saying no, you don't need to qualify your no. No, because blah, blah, blah. You don't need to go there. No is no. No is final. And uh, again, no is the new yes. And, and I really believe the power of no, you can do it very politely, very firmly. No, I have a commitment. That'd be about the most uh, that I would say. But if you don't have a commitment, just no, I, I won't be able to make it this year. But you don't have to qualify why you won't make it. Yeah, and Jim, I'm just thinking about your world. I'm guessing that if you said yes to everything, and every, you know, every time the phone rang, every time you got an inquiry, you could probably get out there and speak about 700 times a year. You could be speaking twice a day, and you would be mentally just completely shot. Uh, but part of being successful is saying, no, I can't do everything. You know, well, you know, I, I, I do have a waiting list in my, on my uh, client waiting list of people trying to get in. And uh, I, I'm blessed to, ha to have a waiting list. I, I can't take on everyone. I do give my clients 24-7 access, literally. Uh, I'm like Denny's. I'm affectionately called Denny's because I'm always open. But I need to say no. I said no to, to a prospect this morning. Uh, not because I didn't want to help this person, but I don't have the time to give it my 100% best. So uh, be careful about biting off more than you can chew. Uh, and the easy answer is no. You can do it very nicely, very politely. No. No is the new yes. That's on the list. Take a breather. This is number four. What does that mean? Add silence somewhere during your day. Uh, break your day into quarters. Even if you're not working, even if you're within a two-week vacation, break your day into quarters. Take a 10-minute break where you're not thinking about anything. Just chill out and relax. Take a break. And um, most of us don't. We just keep running. At the end of the day, we're like, wow, I think I accomplished a lot. Uh, but maybe what you accomplished, you just added more stress to your life. Music is not music without silence. It's the silence between the notes of the percussion, the horns, the vocals that really give the rhythmical flow of music. And if you really want to have a musical life during the holidays, you need to add some silence. And this is just a giant reboot. And um, taking a bath. Taking a bath. You know, I, I want all my clients to bathe. Not shower. You know, we're a nation where some people haven't washed their ankles maybe in 10 months, you know, because I'm too busy. So I'm taking a shower. I do, you know, I try to reach down and you know, wash as well, quickly as possible. But the key there is quickly as possible. I'm on the run. Take a bath at the end of the day. Why is that? One, it's refreshing. Uh, your body will respond to it in a positive way. But it's the perfect place. Add a few candles if you choose. Glass of wine, optional. Other person in the tub? Eh, probably not. That's at another time with your significant other. I would get alone. I'd take a bath. It's a great time to visualize your next day, but it's also going to soothe your soul, 
clear your mind. It is a physical, mental reboot. Take a bath. And if you think you don't have time for it, as someone who's become a practitioner in 2017, man, it's where the best ideas happen. And when you say, oh, I don't have time to take care of myself, what you're really saying is, I don't have time for those breakthroughs that are going to change my life. And you want to have time for those. Uh, take a bath. Uh, you, uh, I've got some of the biggest, toughest athletes. I make them take a bath. Not every night, two or three times a week. So uh, give yourself a little personal alone time. Next, sleep deeply. I talked to a client uh, last night, not sleeping very well. And then, of course, there's other people that have a lot of pride. I also talked to someone yesterday. I only need four hours of sleep as if it was a badge of honor. Like, you know, I, I'm tough. I can go all night. I'm like a shark, you know. I swim around the ocean 24-7. I don't need sleep. Uh, it's a proven fact that sleep rep- replenishes not just the body. It's going to replenish the soul. In addition to that, that last 30 minutes, everybody should know that's followed the show, it's crucial last 30 minutes. Think only about what you want as opposed to what you don't want that last 30 minutes. Those thoughts are recorded by the subconscious mind, and when you go to sleep at night, they're replayed 15 to 20 times as opposed to once or twice at other times during the day. It is the most crucial time in a 24-hour cycle, right before sleep. If you're still having a challenge going to sleep in a relaxed state, you can use tension release technique. And I'd like to do that with everyone right now. You can do this even if you're driving in a car. Uh, Just don't shut your eyes. And um, I'm going to name a body part. You will tense it. You will hold the tension of the body part. Then I'll say release. When I say the word release, your jaw will be unhinged. You'll exhale, breathe, and put your awareness to that body part to feel the blood come back to that area. Tension, release. This is a great technique to help you get into a deep sleep, and you can also use it just before visualization to having a day you haven't already had. So if you're listening at the gym, maybe come back to this moment after, you know, after you're done working out, you're cleaning the house, you know, getting some gym fan and time in, sit down. I'm going to do this. You do it. Let's do it together. So just to clarify, like if you say biceps, I'm going to tighten up my biceps and then I'm going to release and breathe. Okay. Right now, everybody unhinge your jaw. Relax your tongue. Let it kind of float in your mind. If you're able to do this, shut your eyes. Clear your mind. You'll see nothing on the screen of space but a a dark blank screen. And I want you to put your awareness now to your feet. And I want you to tense your feet now. Tense. And now release and relax. Feel the blood flow back to the feet. Now tense your calves, both calves, left and right, tense. And now relax, feel the blood flow back to the calf area of your legs. Hamstrings, back of your thighs, tense. 
release. Buttocks, both cheeks, tense. Squeeze. And now relax, release. Let the blood flow back to that body part. Lower abs, tense. Release. Upper abs, tense. Release. And relax the muscles around your eyes. Relax your face. Relax your jaw. Biceps only, no fists, just biceps. Tense. Release. Chest muscles, the pecs. Tense. Release. Make two fists as tight as you can. Go. Tense. Squeeze. And now release. You'll feel the blood flow back to your fingers. A little tingly. Let's tense the fists again. Tense. And release. Now shrug your shoulders up to your uh, neck and head. Tense. Squeeze. A lot of tension in the shoulder areas. And release and breathe. Now scrunch your face. Make it as ugly as possible. Uh, Seth, that's very ugly. Tense. And release. Tense your face again. Tense. And release. Now open your mouth as wide as you can. And now relax and release. Now we're going to do every body part. Again, you can do this at any time, but it's definitely helpful when you are laying down and you're alone. And at nighttime, just before sleep, tense every muscle in your body. Feet, fists, buttocks, shrug your shoulders, face, fists, go. Tense. And release, relax. Every muscle in your body again, tense. And relax and release. And you'll just drift off into a calm. And this is how you go to sleep. And again, once you get relaxed, you only think about what you want as opposed to what you don't want. Go to bed happy, Seth. Wake up happy. And um, a deep sleep is definitely going to replenish your soul, your body. And a deep sleep is also going to help you replay all the positive things during uh, the day that you uh, have accomplished. And, uh, but even more importantly, what you thought about in that last 30 minutes. And this is a tool that, as I look at the career that, you know, that you've had and the people you've helped, you're the guy that comes in and it's like, well, I'm a baseball player and I can't hit a baseball anymore and I don't know why. I'm a football player and I drop everything. I don't know why. That's a significant challenge. And so this is one of those tools that well, helps them you know, let the, go. The, the, especially the athletes, but also the corporate leaders I've coached. You know, you're under tremendous uh, uh, stress. You know, I coach one corporate leader, 25,000 people he oversees on a daily basis. And he obviously needs to oversee 25,000 people. 
uh, through other people, his direct reports uh, on down the uh, uh, the line. Uh, but there's tremendous stress uh, in businesses and corporations, and one of them is the shareholders say, "What have you done for me lately?" So no matter what you do, uh, the shareholders, especially of a publicly traded company, we want more, more, more profits, more gross, um, more EBITDA. We want more, and um, that's stressful. Uh, so we need sleep. Do your best to get in seven hours. It's not easy during the holidays. Throw in some travel. Uh, that makes uh, your time a little skewed, especially if you're traveling overseas. Uh, there's nothing better than a great, great night's sleep. And you start having deep sleep over and over again. Um, well, that's that's just going to replenish the soul. One more thing about sleep, uh, I would have my temperature in my bedroom low, uh, a, a little chilly actually will help your sleep as opposed to having it too hot. Uh, even though the room may be a little chilly, uh, uh, you can still be under a, a nice down blanket. Uh, I would go to sleep with possible music, uh, but I'd probably stay off the TV. And I definitely stay away from the news. For the next tool, we're going to have to do something a little bit differently than we've ever done on the Jim Fannin show before. Jim, where are your headphones? Jim, we got a radio show to do. You can't do a radio show without your headphones. Do you just not care? Do you not want to do this? Like, oh. don't, don't you care about the audience? Why can't you have your headphones right now? Wow, Seth's, uh, Seth's pissed. He's, uh, <laughs> he's not very happy. He's upset. Where'd that come from? I. I in my mind, I can react to someone being negative to me by going back and go, what are you talking about? You're never ready either. I can give it right back to you. I can load both barrels and blast you easy, tit for tat. I can do that. And that's how a lot of us react uh, to someone that's putting you in an adverse situation or condition. Uh, people are upset. People get frustrated. I may be in line to buy a toy that my kid has to have. And I realize there's four toys and I'm number nine in line. This is not positive. Or how about someone took my parking space? I've been around and around, around the mall. I finally found one. And here comes someone at a little tiny, small, compact, zips in, gets in my spot, and then walks away. And maybe they even flip me an obscene gesture <laughs> as they do it. How am I going to react to that? You know, I'm from Kentucky. We believe we invented the gun rack for a guy like that. But that's an adverse situation. Just like Seth yelling at me. I, I never expected that. How I react to adverse situations is really going to dictate whether I'm a champion performer or not a true champion. Now, for the people that have snow on the ground, as we do in Chicago, Illinois, uh, the palm tree may be the furthest thing for your mind. For the people that are in Florida, in the Caribbean, or you're going to have the holidays in a warm climate, well, maybe the palm tree is really close in your mind. But you can be the palm tree. Seth gave me a hurricane, a psychological, mental ambush hurricane. Never saw it coming, was not warned by a weatherman that. A hurricane's coming. 
But just like the palm tree, which is the first line of defense, as a hurricane with its 120-mile-an-hour destructive winds starts to hit ground, I need to become that palm tree, absorb the negative wrath, and allow it to pass through me. I mean, let's face it, who was the challenge? Me? No, Seth was having the challenge. I don't need to know why he acted like that. Of course, we're role-playing, but I don't need to even ponder the imponderable. It's how I react to adversity that's really going to be the key of whether I can advance toward my goals and visions and help other people do the same. Be a palm tree in a hurricane. And you're going you're gonna to sense when you're not the palm tree. You're going to feel your chest tighten. You may even clench your fist. More than likely, you're going to clench your jaw. That's the reaction to an external adverse situation, condition, or circumstance. But the champion, oh, they don't see you sweat. Now, the champion's calm, cool. Wait a minute. I'm going to allow Seth to increase my breathing from six to eight. I'm in the zone. I'm going to allow his negativity, his raising his voice, he his getting pissed off in me. I'm going to allow that external stimuli to get me to breathe over 20 seconds, uh, uh, 20 times a minute cause me consternation, replaying what he said over and over, take me off my game? No, it's not acceptable. Be prepared for adversity. You know, this show's about stress, but don't forget, a lot of people have stress beside you. And you're going to know how to deal with it by being the palm tree, by lowering your breathing. Allow the negativity to pass through you. And then like the palm tree, once that hurricane blows itself out, what does the palm tree do? The palm tree pops back up and goes, hey, sunshine, how you doing? How you doing? Stay true to your beliefs. Stay true to a positive mindset. Refuse to allow any adversity to take you out of the zone and take you off your game. Seth, are you feeling better now? You all right? <laughs> I think I'm good. You're yeah. good? You're breathing now? Wow. He had a little outburst. I don't know what that was all about, but <laughs> I think uh, that's Seth's challenge, not mine. So, number seven, perfection is not mandatory during the holidays. Now, there's a lot of us there's a lot of us out there that are um, obsessed with having the perfect party, the perfect setup, going to a party looking perfect with our hair quaffed and a great holiday outfit, perfect gift, receiving perfect gifts. Perfection probably is not going to happen, and it's definitely not necessary. For the holidays, it's just not. There's too many things that are happening. There are too many uh, variables. And the person that has the most constants in a game of variables prevails. That bears repeating. The person with the most constants, especially if they're positive constants, 
in a world condition, situation, circumstance of variables, that person will prevail. And there's a lot of variables this time of year, and some are 100%. They're out of your control. Can't control them. But the one thing you can control because you have free will, you can control how you react to everything. Perfection is tough this time of year. Don't go there. It's okay. It's okay. You do not need perfection to have an awesome year-end holiday and an awesome end to a great year. It is not necessary. And I also want to address what we talked about last week. I, I told, the, told you all, all about my uh, uncle and, and my father who didn't talk for 20-some years, uh, actually about 30 years and, until the uh, graveside of my grandfather where they held hands. Um, forgive. This is a time to forgive. Put, put down the hatchet. Bury it. Forgive. You don't need to be perfect. And um, if you're going to a party and you've got a neighbor that's going and you're not real happy with the neighbor and, you know, I, I know where I live, there's a holiday party and, you know, maybe there's some people I don't want to see. Put it down. Don't go there. Don't even think about the negative of what might be in a negative way. Go there. Look everybody in the eye. Pass on the holiday cheer and send out positivity no matter what. Forgiveness, tis the season to forgive. Number eight, I would have 2017 exit interviews. Oh, what does that mean? Well, if you have a company uh, and you're on that calendar year, I would have an exit interview one-on-one with definitely my direct reports um, and talk about the positives that each person accomplished. Again, this is a private one-on-one, 15, 30-minute at the most uh, exit interview of the year. Talk about what was positive. Don't talk about weaknesses or negatives. Talk about areas of growth. It's just a different way to frame it. Uh, These are some positive things that that I believe will help you reach another level for next year. And talk about what those are and get an agreement. Uh, Look everybody in the eye long enough to discern eye color. Uh, But this also, this exit interview of the year, that includes your family. Definitely includes your kids. It's the end of the year. Here's what you accomplished. Congratulations. And here are your areas of growth. Here's what's going to help you be your genuine, authentic, best self. You know, as parents, we don't have these exit interviews. It's pretty amazing. Uh, carve the time out to do that. Uh, and five minutes may suffice, especially if you've got a, a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old. But talk about what they did well. Talk about what they can improve and make them uh, very aware. I, I, I don't always like you, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that to my, uh, definitely my oldest. I don't like you right now, but I still love you with all my heart and soul. Uh, I love you more than stars in the sky and sand on the beach. Uh, So uh, that's to you, Colby, uh, new mom to my uh, grandson, Bowen. And I am expecting you, Colby, to uh, 
pass it on. You'll be having those urine exits with my grandson. And then last, you want to be happy, Seth. You really want to be happy. I, I think we need to quantify, wow, what, what is that? What, what is happiness? What really is happiness? And I was in a situation yesterday with someone that uh, had very serious uh, uh, physical challenges, uh, cancer. And uh, I'm with that person. And he was in awe and maybe in shock that I was there. He he had heard me on the 90-second rule audio his son had given him. And I found out about him. And and, uh, I I, I went to see him. I, I wanted to cheer him up and get him fired up. And I told him, there's no place I'd rather be than where I am right now. That's a mindset, just like right now, being on air with you. There is no place I'd rather be than being on air live with everyone listening right now. And can you have that mindset when you're in an adverse situation? Yeah, because there's a lesson to be learned here. Uh, there's, there's a takeaway that is going to help me or help me help other people. Uh, happiness is that feeling the majority of your waking hours. There is no place I'd rather be than where I am right now. And, you know, that's been a major change for me because I think 2016, same situation. I'm grumbling. Wake up 17 degrees in Chicagoland. And, you know, my wife and I, thankfully, wonderfully live on, you know, right off the beach in the summer. But there's a reason that beachfront property isn't as expensive in uh, the northern states as in the southern ones, because it can be 10 degrees colder right off Lake Michigan uh, because of that wind, right? So it may be the real temperature is something more like 10 degrees. And I run out, I warm up her car so that, you know, she has a more comfortable transition to work. And it's not pleasant to be warming up cars and scraping them off. And something just hit me with that no place I'd rather be. I am richer than the richest man in the world, you know, 60 years ago, because I can get into a heated car that is more comfortable. Even the junkiest car is more comfortable than, than, than a nice car 60 years ago. I can drink my gourmet, my gourmet coffee while I choose from, you know, music, a college lecture, a podcast, an audio book. I have all these options for entertainment, uh, for growing myself. And so I am a king on the winter road, even though it's cold. Man, look at what I have access to. Changed my entire mindset for hopping in the car on a very cold day. Well, you know, and Seth, boy, do I agree with you on that. Um, It's the little things in life that don't take them for granted. They're important. It makes you who you are. That kind gesture, it's definitely appreciated by your wife to go do that for her. You didn't need to do that. Uh, you wanted to do that. And uh, giving is this time of year. And, um, but you want to give from the right mindset, and you want to give uh, from your heart. And people can feel that when you're in their presence, they can tell that there's no place you'd rather be. You know, you mentioned uh, the one person that was being recruited by the Bulls and they didn't select him because he obviously didn't want to be there. He was on his 
phone texting someone else while he was in an interview. That's not the mindset. There's no place I'd rather be than where I am right now. And that's full engagement. That's full awareness. And that's being aware of other people's body language, other people's tonality. You know, we can listen, but then there's proactive listening. What you say non-verbally is more than what you actually say verbally. I, I can tell you that I really care about you, but if my body's not reflecting that and I'm texting someone else while I'm saying it, <laughs> am I that genuine? Do I really want to be here? And living in the moment, boy, that's the ultimate for a zone performer. And I guess the question is said for so many people, how do I live in the moment? Well, I think the first thing in order to live in the moment is have a blueprint. The best in the world only go into the future for planning a blueprint with strategy and tactics. And that's not just for next year or this quarter or this month. And as we said at the top of the show, that's for tomorrow or it's planning my next conference call or my next presentation. But once you've planned it, it doesn't take a lot of time to plan. Boy, it makes it so much easier to be in the moment. Champions win first, then walk into the arena locked in the now. Everybody else walks into the arena and then tries to figure out what to do. And they look like they're trying, but not the champion. Get your preparations of what you want to do and then live in the moment. That's where the zone resides. And Seth, that's the only place to be. That's being in the now. Well, let's uh, do a real quick summary. We talked about uh, how stressful this holiday season can be. We talked about four trigger points. That's the physical demands on you, the financial demands. Hopefully you have a budget. Uh, your relationships that can cause conflict, family, significant other, and that's just company challenges closing out this year. We talked about nine tips, plan each day, be healthy, say no, take breathers, sleep deeply, breathe at adversity, perfection is not mandatory, and that's forgiveness. Do your 2017 exit interviews, and then last and definitely not least, be in the moment, be present. That one's huge. Season of giving, I want to give a little, uh, little piece of the blueprint. New book from Jim Fannin. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon.com. Search Jim Fannin. That's F-A-N-N-I-N. The blueprint, and you'll have that waiting for you. Coming up in 2018 on release day. Protect your greatest asset. So you know we're a little in, little in the book in these tastes that we're giving you. Now that your blueprint is set although you can change it at any time, you are ready to be managing the thought life within each life arena. With 2,000 to 3,000 thoughts per day, they will not be evenly divided. The good news, some of your daily thoughts can reach your subconscious, remain there, and positively influence your actions and results. The bad news, your daily thoughts can reach your subconscious, remain there, and negatively influence your actions and results. 
Your subconscious mind is your greatest asset. Programming or reprogramming this internal wisdom machine, which governs all of your actions, is your key to success. Protecting this asset from unwanted images is your sole responsibility. Mom cannot help you here. However, with free will, your greatest gift, you have the authority to facilitate change. The book is The Blueprint. You're working on this every single week. Get it in one package where you sit down in 2018 and map out your life. Search Jim Fannin on Amazon. That's F-A-N-N-I-N. Pre-order it so you know you have it right away. And listen, everybody, follow me on Twitter. I'm coaching on Twitter. Uh, Follow me on Facebook. Uh, And uh, I will be on Instagram soon. That's coming. And I'm looking forward to interacting with you on social media. So be sure and uh, check out the social media. All right. One of my favorite parts of the show, ask Jim at jimfannon.com. That's ask Jim at jimfannon.com. You get access to the same world-class coaching uh, that some of the top performers in business, entertainment, and sports are using to hit peak performance. And we're actually going to go to the sports world here for this one. Hey, Jim, I just got to laugh at this one because I I can see it in my head. I coach junior high boys basketball. How do I handle parents who think that they actually have my job? Wow, that uh, boy, that that's prevalent in probably every single sport. I think the first thing I would do, I I would uh, have a parent meeting before the season. Let them know what your expectations are as the coach of your players, but also the expectations uh, of the parents. And I would briefly talk about one of the things that you wanted to teach the kids is how to get in the zone, what happens when they're not in the zone. Uh, And I think you can do that as a coach. But also that looking up into the stands uh, as one of the players, to the parents' approval or disapproval, one dirty look can get a kid out of the zone just like that. So uh, I would have a group meeting, and then for the parents that you think may be a challenge, and you probably already know which ones might be a challenge, uh, you could have them maybe participate in some activity, uh, but also I would at least have a one-on-one discussion with them and talking about the zone. You know, most parents, um, and I've I've experienced this with my tennis academy. We had the largest privately held tennis academy uh, in the world at one time, and we were having almost 2,000 members in this academy. It was jammed. But our biggest challenge was parents, and I've conducted hundreds of parent seminars, and we love our kids. We love them. And we want to give them as much information. And sometimes we give them too much information before they walk into whatever sports arena they're in. And uh, I think parents, no parents, don't want their kids you know, to not be in the zone. We, we want them to be in a zone state. Uh, but I would uh, turn it all over to a coach. And if I'm a parent, I, I'd sit on the sidelines and... Uh, let your kid be a decision maker instead of you making all the decisions and, and, and then really getting on their coach. Now, if you're a coach who's been listening to the Jim Fannin show, 
for a while now. You've probably already put this together, but just so I can help the rest of the audience, you know, if you're in a situation like that, one of the things you may be able to do is just kind of talk to the parents and say, this is what a score breaker is. And when there's that constant communication, you are being a score breaker. Let's help your child be at peak performance the best and, they can and be. you you can also say zone breaker and interchange that with score breaker if they uh, probably do not know what score is self-discipline concentration optimism relaxation enjoyment uh but parents are zone makers and they can be zone breakers and they can do that within a second so i feel for you coach uh stick to your convictions you're there to help the whole team not just one person. You can't play everybody every minute. <clears throat> That's going to be a challenge that you're going to have. But I would confront it head on. Uh, number one, have a group meeting of all parents. Let them know what's going to happen. Number two, uh, nip, nip things in the bud. Uh, negative feelings left unexpressed can turn into negative actions. You don't want to go there. Nip it in the bud. And I'm actually going to throw one out here personally. Because I, th- I think it can help the audience a ton. You know, I, I have a, a little, uh, you know, kind of score temperature buddy I talk to you about um, once a week. His name's John Shaw. And, um, you know, shout out to John in Minneapolis, who has been a, a dedicated listener of the Jim Fannin show. And, you know, has, hey, John, what's hello. up? <laughs> and so John became a, a, a vice president, and, you know, since the show started. And we talk about once a week for a half hour and we're both driving home and, you know, kind of how you doing in these different arenas, which is a lot of fun. And I just had an experience where as I'm walking into our studios here in suburban Chicagoland, I look down text message. Oh, there it is. Just closed a sale. I've been chasing since October. You know, I'm in the entrepreneurial space. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Oh, my life needs to look pretty different quickly in order to succeed in this arena. So to go from, you know, kind of mid-level into a VP slot or whatever your whatever your promotion is or to grow in your own business or whatever your venture is, um talk to me about how you need to make those transitions as the score system works and then you have success and then oh, actually success really does bring new challenges. Well, reaching a vice president is one level, uh, staying there and thriving there, well, that's a different paradigm. You have more money, so congratulations, but you also have more responsibility. You're going to be held more accountable, and you will have new authority of what you can do or can't do. You need those three things to empower you. Uh, but I've said this to so many people. Uh, I've coached someone that's been number one in the world. It's now a different deal. You know, when you finally get to that pinnacle of success, when you look around, the real only footprints you'll see are your own. And so you're, you're alone there, and uh, especially when you get to the top. And that's when you need to re-up on your visions, your goals. And it's also where you need to adhere to your values, your principles that got you there. How many people have been promoted to their level of incompetence. That's called the Peter Principle. And we see that all the time. We see it in politicians. We see it in corporate America. We see a great player who doesn't have a lot of coaching experience 
We're saying that now a lot. In fact, uh, Aaron Boone had no managerial experience. So he basically went from a player, uh, someone definitely in the know, someone has the intelligence and the mindset to do it, and now he's a manager. Has he gone to his level of incompetence? He's going to have to reshift everything, come up with new visions, new goals, new strategies, new tactics, getting there, congratulations, staying there, totally different paradigm. Uh, you're going to have to get back in the zone. And, and also, <clears throat> now John has another challenge. He's going to have direct reports. Can't do it all by himself. So, John, if you're listening, you're going to have to empower the people around you. What does that mean? The people that report to you make sure they have well-defined responsibilities. I'd put it in writing. Make sure they have well-defined uh, accountability. This, ha- this is how and when I'm going to hold you accountable. Are you in agreement with that? And then last, <clears throat> to really empower someone, make sure that they know what they have the authority to do or not do. Can they sign checks? No, you can't sign checks. <laughs> okay, you don't have that authority. Uh, can you hire and fire people? No, you cannot. Or maybe they can. Maybe they can hire their direct reports. Getting there is one thing. Staying there and thriving, different paradigm. There's some more tools, some more pieces as you go out there and find the zone and join thousands of other people around the world that are having the best December 2017 that they've ever had. And like I said the last week, we're on a run here where there's a couple episodes in a row that you may actually want to listen to more than once. I want to remind you that Zoniacs from around the world are going to be tuning in on December 28th as we look at the blueprint for 2018. That's one you want to get alone, get some water so your concentration doesn't drop, light some candles, and join us in planning your best year ever. And maybe on the 28th also uh, bring a little legal pad uh, because I, I, I want, uh, when that show is over, I want everyone to know exactly this is what I want, this is what I will accomplish next year. Uh, so you're going to be finishing, reviewing, or constructing your blueprint. 1228, Zoniacs, we need to activate. Let's get ready. That's going to be a fun show. And of course, we always go out on what you need for the week, the Zone Cafe. Five menu items. Let's cruise up and order here. Uh, you've just pulled up to a restaurant, drive up. There's five things on the menu. You can only choose one, Seth. Now you can go around the block and choose something else later. You can come back tomorrow to the Zone Cafe. But right now, only one thing. And whatever you order, this is what you need to get you to the next level. This is the missing ingredient that's going to take you into a Zone state for the next week. Now, you can order a heaping plate of self-discipline, the commitment, the willingness to stay with the task, to reach well-defined goals that take you to a vision, strategy, tactics, little patience, definitely some persistence. Now, Seth, you can order that right now, and maybe that's all you need to have a zone week. But maybe, maybe, Seth, you need the other meal here, uh, concentration, big bucket of focus, mental and physical energy, focus on the task, take you to the goal, that lead you to your vision. Maybe you need 
concentration. That's going to give you more quality, more accuracy in everything you do. But maybe, maybe you need optimism. This menu item, boy, this will give you the belief, the expectancy, and really a sense of knowing, Seth, that your plan is going to be executed and it will take you to your goals and your vision. Maybe you need a giant heaping plate of optimism, but maybe you need a cool, cool glass of soothing relaxation. We talked about that today. Today was all about tension release and relaxation and uh, the palm tree. Maybe you need relaxation more than anything else. And if you do, make that order. But you might need the happy meal, enjoyment. Maybe you just need a little more pep in your step. Maybe you need a little more passion, some excitement, some enthusiasm. Tis the season to get fired up with some enthusiasm. What are you going to order, Seth? Self-discipline? concentration, optimism, relaxation, or enjoyment. What are you ordering? You know what? I, you know, like I said, I just got a text message that the business is growing right before it started. I'm taking that concentration. I am taking that right in the drive through the Zone Cafe. Place your order, everyone. And don't forget, you can come back to the Zone Cafe in your own mind at any time. And until next week, be in the zone, everybody. It's really the only place to be. Seth, I'll catch you next week. And I'll stay in the zone and see you then. Hey, this is Bobby Sue Doyle Hazard, host of the brand new podcast, Leveling the Playing Field, a podcast truly focused on women in the sports world. It is for young women who are looking to get into the sports industry and women who are already in their careers, also looking to make a change. I want to put a spotlight on the amazing women that we have in sports now, and hopefully we can all learn a little something. I'm so excited to bring this to you. Please make sure to subscribe to my podcast, Leveling the Playing Field, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and with my guys at RadioInfluence.com.